tools to give you hope, offer insight and encouragement so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. Each week, Sarah, Amy, and Carrie will explore a theme, share an inspiring story, a practical tip, and encouraging blessing using their combined experience of over 30 years of parenting special needs children. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm Amy Brown, and I'm here with Carrie and Sarah, and we are talking today about the practice of gratitude. And I use the word practice very intentionally because that's what it is. I think sometimes people think it just comes naturally, but as we walk this journey as special needs moms with a lot of things that are heavy, we need to learn to practice gratitude and do our best to do that. So I'm going to start out today by giving you a bit of a word picture I'm reading out of a book called by Shannon Martin called The Ministry of Ordinary Places. And this is what she writes. When I was a kid growing up in the country, my dad taught me that the best way to carry something heavy is to carry something equally heavy in the other hand. From personal experience, this applies to buckets of water, overstuffed suitcases, concrete blocks, grocery bags filled with large cans of SpaghettiOs, and dense emotions. Decades later, I remain a distracted and forgetful student of balance. You see, gratitude and sorrow aren't, as I once believed, mutually exclusive. They actually pair quite well together, one in each hand. It can be easy to ebb into the dark seas of sadness, staring too long at grief and disunity. The trick is to keep filling the other bucket. Sadness may be real, but there is so much more to this story. I like that picture because, first of all, I like word pictures, but also... If I'm being really honest, a lot of times my sorrow or heaviness bucket has yanked my arm out of socket because my gratitude bucket has hardly anything in it. And I like the idea of how they go together. And one thing I know to be true is that gratitude is essential to walking this journey as a special needs mom. And so how do we carry that gratitude in one bucket and the hard things in the other? And that's what we're going to talk about today. I'd like to start, first of all, with you, Carrie. I want to talk to those moms out there who maybe they're new to this. They just got a disappointing diagnosis. They just went to an ultrasound and got results they weren't expecting. What do you say to her? Well, obviously, when she's first getting a diagnosis, that's not the actual time to be grateful. But what, what would you say to her when you, those first few months after you got the diagnosis from your ultrasound with Toby? How did you start to walk forward in gratitude? So I would say, and this is something, Amy, that I know you talk about a lot with your writing, is just take a breath because it is hard. And looking back at our journey, I know that I did not have gratefulness in the beginning, mostly because you are in shock. And Mm -hmm. then the grief comes of life not being what you expected. And so I think it's really important to... Take the time to grieve and feel those emotions. And I talk a little bit about that in my episode of the podcast about lament and how important it is. I loved what you said um, from that book about how gratitude and sorrow are not mutually exclusive. And that is very true. And so what I would say to that mom is take a deep breath and don't expect 
gratitude to come right away. It's, it's not going to come right away. You have to work through your emotions. And I, we've talked about that phrase, you know, learn a new normal, which we don't always like, but you do have to take it one day, one step at a time. And so I would tell you, mom, if you're listening and you just have gotten a new diagnosis, is that it's not time yet for gratitude. It's I, honestly time for sorrow and for grieving and taking time to just figure out what's what's going to come next. And I remember being pregnant and walking into Babies R Us and I, like a stranger would come up to me and they would ask me, oh, when are you due? And as long as the baby's healthy and I began to hate that phrase because Mm -hmm. my baby wasn't healthy. So what then? And I even did not like the question of, oh, when are you due? Because I really didn't have a due date anymore. We had a date for surgery because I had to have a C-section. And then our son also had to have surgery the day he was born to close the open hole in his back. And so for a while, I didn't even see my baby or picture our son as a baby as our mm-hmm. son. It was a diagnosis. Mm-hmm. It was procedures. It was all of the things that come with diagnosis and the list of doctors and all the medical things that had to be done. I had so many level two ultrasounds because I was essentially treated as high risk after that. And finally, one day I had a 3D ultrasound and I could see his face and I <laughs> he looked just like our other two kids who were really young at the time. We basically had three kids, three and under, once Toby Mm -hmm. was born. And so I would also tell you, Mom, to remember that your baby is your child and that God has gifted you with an amazing gift. And it's hard to see that now, but it will come. It will come. Thank you. And I I would just like to add here, Carrie, that you said people will come up to you and say, Oh, what do you do? And, and how that was hard. And it made me think that all three of us have talked about comments people have made to us like, well, at least you have two other healthy kids or like, <laughs> be grateful because yeah. <laughs> this and then they fill in the blank. Um, and I, I wonder how we can talk of a little bit about how we can be gracious in those <laughs> comments, <laughs> but not feel I don't want a mom to feel guilt over that. You know, I, I don't and I have, you know, people have said, well, at least blah, 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 blah. And I've been like, yeah, but still, this is really hard. I don't know. I felt kind of bad that I wasn't grateful for a hard thing. Um, So do you guys have anything to say about that? I think, you know, you're talking about like how to be gracious when people give you those comments. Um, One of the things that I do is just I love how you said at the very beginning that it's the practice of gratitude. It is. It's how you retrain your heart. And when somebody makes those ungracious comments, um, borderline idiotic, if I dare say that. Um, sometimes you're just like, are you, (laughs) I had somebody just for instance, um, once tell me that at least I had another son to carry on my husband's name. And all of a sudden I thought, are we like, is it the 1800s? Do I have like the, you know, the whole air and a spare kind of thing? Like, well, at least I have another one. And I'm like, that's, and I know what they're trying to do, but I think in those moments, right? I think it's just, even if you don't 
experience the gratitude, or even if you don't experience that self strength, know that it's there and know that you will get through it. You might not mm-hmm. see it right now and you might not even have a clue as to how you're going to do it. Um, I always tell myself, and I know that this is not what the Lord intended by this Bible verse. So I'm going to state this up front. But the whole, you know, Psalm 4610 says, <laughs> be still and know that I am God. And for me, I use that whenever I try to get so worked up that I try to fix everything. And then I also use that when somebody says something less than gracious, I need to be still and just know that he's God and he will, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he'll take care of everything. So um, it's a practice. It is. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. And I think that that's just a brilliant word around that is that you just have to constantly practice that. And like with anything that you practice, you're not going to be perfect at it. And the best way to excel at gratitude mm-hmm. is to make those mistakes. So it's the mistakes that you make when you're less than gracious right. or when you roll your eyes or when you let God know that you're angry. It's those. And I wouldn't even say mistakes, but those are the less than stellar moments that you might think that you have. Those are what's going to really shape your thinking and that practice around gratitude. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. And when you said be still, this is silly, but, you know, I have boys, so they all love Marvel and superpowers. And if you could be, what would be your superpower? And mine is easily, I'd have a mute button. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great in those situations? (laughs) I'm just going to mute you. (laughs) That's my superpower if I ever get a choice. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah. I get that. That's, that's just part of being a special needs mom. You're going to get those comments, but let's get, let's get back to the practice of gratitude. And thanks Carrie for um, sharing that. And, I want to also talk to the mom who's been doing it for a long time now and the daily grind of it is hard. And you think to yourself, I just can't, I can't, I can't be thankful for this or, and I don't think we need to be thankful for, we're not, I'm not thankful for fetal alcohol syndrome and reactive attachment disorder, but it's what we do with it. So for all three of us are in this space, but there's a lot of our listeners that are too, that we've been doing this a long time and the daily work of it and worry of it and the never endingness of it. What do you say to that mom, Sarah? What would you say to that mom who just has to keep going? How does she practice gratitude in that? I would say with that is I go back to be still. Um, And like Carrie said, part of your writing, Amy, Mm -hmm. is just breathe. Um, In my podcast, I just, Mm -hmm. I, I talked about how that darkness is not the absence of light. It's the obstruction of it. And that the same, I think, can be said for gratitude. It's just it, there's it's not that there's nothing out there to be grateful for. It's just it might be obstructed at the moment by the medicine, the finances, the marriage issues or whatever that comes along with the daily grind. And right. for yeah. us, I have this. I know that today might very well be the easy, easiest it's going to get. And so tomorrow, I know, may be more difficult. Mm -hmm. So part of my practice, because with with my son, with TJ, it is a debilitating disease. And we never know from one moment to the next. It's like I look back and think, gosh, when was the last time he was able to stand up on his own? I don't remember that. You don't know when that last time is going to be. You just know that each day is going to be probably a little bit more difficult. Um, I think in those moments is when I really practice what I'm grateful for. Um, 
I I write down my three little wins every day that I've talked about before, my three gratitudes. Um, some of the things I've done is I always end, I try to end every thought with a positive. So just to give you an example, as I was walking in to record this podcast, I was like, Ugh, dog hair everywhere. Like there's, it's like the Sahara Desert. There's just, they're like balls of dog hair that just float across <laughs> the floor. And I'm like, stupid dog hair. And then I think... I have a home and I have, I have a fur baby to love, you know, like, it's always like, you just, I try to end that with whatever is, is Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for. That doesn't mean that the floors aren't dirty. It just means that I recognize that I have the ability to clean them and that I own the floors. It's more important than that they're dirty. And I know that's a horrible example, but that's just one of the mundane things every day that I try to do. Right. Right. That's good. I was thinking about when you were talking um, about years ago when I, when my daughter was nine, she's 17 now, has reactive attachment disorder and fetal alcohol. I had become friends with a woman who was a a fellow writer and she had a teenage boy who had the same thing my daughter had. And we connected and became friends. And I was in Portland, so I met with her, which looking back, I'm like, she had a teenager with this. <laughs> she took time out of her day <laughs> to come talk to me. But I remember saying to her, how am I going to do this life? Because one of the hard things about um, kids with behavioral and hidden disabilities like this is you're on, you're on high alert all the time. Because not only are they having harmful behaviors, but they harm other, they can harm other people. So it's, you know, you're out in the big world where they could be hurting other people or they're having negative behavior. And I remember saying to her, how am I going to do this? And she said to me, you have to live small. And I remember the time thinking, okay, what does that mean? Because we're a big family. There's eight of us. We have a larger than life family. And how does, how does, how does the Brown family live small? And of course, the first thing I wanted to do was get rid of a bunch of toys because I thought maybe it meant simplifying. (laughs) Because anytime (laughs) I can throw away stuff, I'm down. But anyway, (laughs) I've been thinking about that. She meant... And I actually had it written on a little rock because I like rocks in my bedroom. And I, I questioned that a lot. What does that mean? But I think this goes with gratitude that living small is noticing those things, the small things, because the big things will overwhelm you. Um, and that's what you said, Sarah. It's the, it's the little small moments that we have to be grateful for. And, and back to our situation, like you have to be on high alert all the time. You can't ever let your guard down because of behavior. So I mean, that's exhausting. So like today I was actually took a little walk before we started this and I thought, you know what, right now I'm not on high alert because I'm by myself and I'm walking and, and I've not always been in that space. So I know there are moms out there with young kids that aren't in that space, but there were little tiny things along the way that I had to live small and look, look, look down at the ground at the small things that I could be grateful for. Um, I think that's what she meant when she told me that that's how I interpreted it. So anyway, that's been something that's been really helpful, very helpful to me as I look at the, what seems like the never ending high alert that is required of me as a parent of a child with reactive attachment disorder. So, and I'd be interested to know as we try to get more practical, um, what other practical tips would you guys give, um, Carrie. So I've been thinking about this because I can tell you that gratitude has not always been an easy 
easy practice for me, a, a good discipline. I always tend to see the ways that I can improve or the ways things can be better. I'm a perfectionist. and But actually, just recently, I've been studying the book of Genesis and creation, and I was struck just yesterday about how at the end of the week, God rested, and at the end of each day, he took an evaluation of his creation, and he said, it was good. It is good. And so I thought about that in our daily, um, in our weekly practice. So I thought about that in our weekly practices for just even our my own family of at the end of the week, maybe it's on Sunday and hopefully a more restful day. And we look back over the week and think about what we set out to accomplish and maybe what didn't get done, but some of those small joys and that we take an evaluation. And when you do that, on a daily basis or a weekly basis, you see all of the things that you have to be grateful for. And it's amazing when you stop to think about even just all you accomplish in one day. You know, I, you know, you read those things, you know, when we, our kids were toddlers that our kids were still alive at the end (laughs) of the day. That was something to be grateful for, but you made meals, you did laundry, you took your child to the doctor. You were able to quiet a tantrum in the store before it escalated. I was able to take care of my child today and teach him how to do addition or whatever it is. And I think sometimes that we do, we focus, we we feel like we have to do these large, amazing things. And yet when we look at our day, we need to appreciate all the small things we accomplish. So for me, it is, and I'm learning this, I have not, is to try, is to take a weekly time to evaluate what did we accomplish this week? How did God work? How did he show up? And what do we have to be grateful for that happened this week in our lives? Thank you. What, what about you, Sarah? Anything to add to that? One of the things that I try to do is, I think we are, we're all saying, what we try to do, we just want to put that little disclaimer in there. We all try (laughs) to do this on a regular basis. But one of the things that helps me is that I, and I, it really goes along with what Carrie was saying, um, is that I try to remind myself that my plans are not his. Mm -hmm. And like where I've planned my day that I was going to get up put makeup on, go for a lovely walk with my husband, really connect with him, you know, take care of my clients and do all of these lovely things and then be mother of the year. And all I managed to do was watch the dog hair float around on the hardwood. I, that's the plan. Maybe that was the plan. You know, the makeup wasn't the plan. The dog hair was the plan. And, and that's okay. And that it's, there's something there about, and I love the weekly reflection of that is to step back and, and to think about what you did right. And it's sometimes even those things that you did right are going to seem like mistakes to you, but those mm-hmm. were the learning moments. And so that's mm-hmm. where I try to lean into, 
Okay, so did I absolutely have a meltdown on the phone with the insurance agent? Probably. Uh, was it necessary? No. Um, but it was necessary for me in that moment. And what am I going to learn from that the next time I get on the phone with the insurance company? Um, and that's a growth moment. And so mm -hmm. sometimes it's not the mistakes, it's just a growth moment. And so that's what I just keep telling myself, that it's a growth moment and that ultimately whatever happened today was part of the plan. It wasn't my plan, but there are bigger plans than mine. And that's, I can take mm -hmm. comfort in that. That's good. I was thinking about when Carrie was saying about the weekly, um, St. Ignatius has something called the daily examine. And it's, you're supposed to every night go through this examine or in the morning the next day. And one of them is think through your day. And I'm going to probably not say this right. And see where you felt God with you. And in some ways, that's freeing because you don't have to have like a big answer like, oh, this was healed or oh, this total thing happened that was great. It was he was with me when the sun was on my face this morning on the walk and he's with us right now in this conversation. And when you start thinking of it like that, it just, it's just a one long continuous presence. And that's so, so yeah. encouraging. Um, and the other thing I just want to point out is all of us have said this. We try. Now, I just want to encourage you yes. listeners, when you see our yeah. picture on the our logo, we all have makeup on. <laughs> our hair's combed. <laughs> if you could see us now, we are all works in progress. None of us have makeup on. <laughs> I think we all have our hair pulled back. We are all works in progress. We don't have this all figured out. We have struggles in our marriages yeah. with our other kids. Yeah. So just please hear that, that we are practicing this gratitude with you. This is a journey we're on, and that's our heart that you know that, that we are on a journey together. So thank you so much for listening today. And Carrie is going to close us in prayer. Dear Father, I want to thank you for the reminder that we have you to help us and that we can take comfort in your plan every day and that we can be still and know that you are God in the mistakes, in the hard, in the good, and the bad. Thank you, Father, for teaching us how to practice gratitude and for the relief that we don't have to do it perfectly, but we can just take the next right step and the next right step. Lord, thank you that your mercies are new every morning. And like you say in Lamentations, that your steadfast love never ceases, that your mercies are new every morning, that they rain down on us, and that your faithfulness is great. Thank you for being our portion and that we can hope in you. Thank you that you are good to those who wait on you and for those who seek you. Father, I just pray for each of our listeners that they will learn to take one step of gratitude today. In your name, amen. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for joining us this week on Take Heart. Our prayer each week is for your heart to be encouraged. We are grateful that you are walking on this journey with us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a show. You can follow us on Instagram at Take Heart Special Moms. If you have any questions or comments, you can follow the links in the show notes. You can. We also have a transcript available if you'd like to read what we've said. And please reach out. We would love to hear your story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next Tuesday.